As I was preparing my preaching, ang hirap buuin. So, it took me a lot of prayers, a lot of silence and being alone time so that the Lord would be able to deliver His message this morning. And my prayer is that the Lord is going to touch your hearts. The Lord is going to just pour out His Spirit today. Because you know that the Word of the Lord is always powerful in any generation. In any time, the Holy Spirit is always moving. And the Lord is moving in this church. Do you believe that? Because I believe so. And I've experienced that in my life. I've experienced that in our short time with uh, Lighthouse. The Lord has been moving in this place. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I can remember uh, a pastor who was invited to, to speak uh, in a prison cell uh, sa isang giitan o sa isang kulungan. And then when he was invited to deliver a sermon, the pastor has a lot of energy and has a lot of uh, passion and full of joy to deliver the, the message. And, we, and when he was in front of the, the prisoners who were very much energized to also listen to the word of the Lord, the pastor said, I'm so delighted and full of joy to see you here. So yung isang preso, tumingin sa mayores. Ano mayores? Ano bang gagawin natin sa pastor na ito? <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why you are blessed because you are free to worship the Lord. You are blessed because the Lord has given us freedom so that we can praise and glorify the name of Jesus. Amen? Wala tayo sa kulungan, nasa lighthouse tayo, may aircon tayo, inaayos yung ating kisame. God is good to each and every one of us today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So today... I'd like to bring you to a sermon, and this is a sermon series, uh, Brainchilded by Pastor Jojo, and it's entitled, Building Upon a Rock. And as we continue this sermon series, I would be preaching in the Luke chapter 13. But last week, Pastor Jojo was able to deliver a very important message to us to really understand what are we supposed to be aware of the world and what are we, are we supposed to be prepared in the coming days? And there are three points Pastor Jojo was, was able to uh, emphasize. First, that we have to be aware of hypocrisy in the church. The title of the preaching is Beware and Be Ready. He told us that we have to be authentic in the Lord because when we have... Uh, trueness in our, or truthfulness in our ser service in the Lord, we are going to be authentic. Second is, he said, beware of covetousness. Because the riches that goes toward the Lord means an eternal gain. If we are without God, we are going to the eternal damnation. And the opposite of that is eternal gain. And he said also, beware, beware of anxiety. We have to pursue the Lord because in the Lord, we have joy and peace. And he ended with, we have to keep serving, we have to keep stewarding, and we have to keep the shalom in us. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for the peace, for the joy, 
and for the eagerness, Lord, to listen to your word. We know, Father God, that life is difficult, life is not easy, life sometimes is struggling, but we know for a fact that if you are with us, we can always have confidence in you. So today, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit will just move in the midst of us so that we will be able to listen to your voice. We will be able to listen, Father God, to your words so that we will be going out, transformed, renewed, and restored. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Luke chapter 13, as a summary, first 1 to 5, verses 1 to 5, it says, it talks about the consequences of having an unrepented soul, no, or unrepentant soul. All will meet death. In this world, we will all meet death. Sinners or worse sinners. Matuwid, masama, makasalanan or hindi makasalanan, tayo ay haharap sa kamatayan. Can you say amen to that? Six to nine would say, judgment for unfruitfulness. If we are not bearing fruits, there will be judgment at the end of the day. And that is clear in the book of Luke chapter 13. Second, or 10 to 17, he said, the danger of false religion about Sabbath. What is our understanding about religion and what is the world's understanding about religion? We're going to talk about that later on. 18 to 21, it says, false religion corrupts the kingdom of God. That is why the kingdom of God is little by little uh, breaking, little by little divided because of false religion. 22nd to 27 says, choosing between broad or wide roads. 28 to 33, it is going to talk about the destination of choosing the broad road, the destiny of the ones who rejected Christ. Oftentimes, Christian would, we Christians would choose the easiest road. No, kasi ayaw natin ng, ayaw natin ng pain, ayaw natin ng mga paghihirap, minsan ayaw natin ng mga pagsubok. Pag sinusubok na tayo, ayaw na natin umaten sa church. Pag sinusubok na tayo, ayaw na natin kausapin yung ating mga asawa. But you know what? That is what the Lord is actually doing to us. So that when we become more mature in the Lord, when we become more ready to accept the call of the Lord, God is going to grant us those things. And you, cannot, you will never be able to experience those things until you are willing to go through the broad road. Are you with me? Hallelujah. So this preaching will be divided into three. We're going we're gonna to be talking about unfruitfulness. Second, false religion. And the third is the true way. If you can see, this is a battle of water. At alam naman natin na ang tubig ay napaka-importante sa panahon ngayon. Amen? And I'd like to tell you a story about when did the bottled water or the bottled water discovered no? or discover. In 1622, it was uh, discovered in, in, uh, in Europe. The main purpose of bottled water is for healing or therapeutic health benefits. No? The first name of that is Holy Well Bottling in Europe. That was 1622. That's how important water during that time. In 1947, the first plastic bottle was used in the, in the United States. And today, bottled water business is $350 billion in business 
around the world. What am I saying? That water is very important and people would die for water. Actually, politicians will kill people just to be able to get water. I'll give you an example. In 26 AD, Pilate, or see Pontius Pilate, I, I kumuha or kumuha or nagnakaw ng mga pera or nagdemand ng pera sa isang Jewish uh, church so that he can build an aqueduct. Yung aqueduct is like a pipeline that will bring water or source of water or spring of water to the cities of those rich and famous. So gumagawa sila ng aqueduct. And what happened here is that during the time when the Jewish people would complain to, 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 to Pilate about that aqueduct, ang ginawa ni Pilato ay pinagpapatay silang lahat. And the first chapter of Luke 13 is a similar incident when he said, Jesus, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners? Because, or than all other Galileans, because they suffer this way, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you too will. Anong pinag, pinag, pinagsasabi dito ng mga tao? During the time, nung si Jesus ay malapit ng matapos ang kanyang ministry, habang papasok siya sa Jerusalem, ay may isang tao nagsabi sa kanya, Jesus, tingin mo ba ang mga Galileans ay mas masasama sapagkat pinagpapapatay sila at nagsuffer sila ng ganong klase ng kamatayan? And Jesus said, he did not answer the person or he did not answer uh, the person with an answer that is not direct. Ang sabi ng Panginoon, I tell you, but unless you repent, you too will perish. Death is for everyone. And if you are not ready to repent, if you are not ready to come before the Lord and ask the Lord for forgiveness, death will come to everyone. The question there is that why bad things happen to good people? These are people worshiping the Lord. Pinagpapatay ni Pontius Pilate. These people are serving the Lord in the church and actually gathering the finances so that they can, they can, they can uh, support the ministry. They can support the poor people. They can at least provide for the people who are hunger, hunger, hungry. But Pilate killed them all because of self-interest. We might ask why bad things happen to good people. We wrestle with a question and oftentimes do not get a clear and absolute answer. What's absolute is that God is all-knowing and God is good and God is powerful. And because of our disobedience, evil persisted, affecting in our personal, in our natural and structural evil influences. There are three kinds of evil. Personal, natural, and structural. And Christian has to stand on those institutions so that transformation is going to happen. Why is there corruption in the government? Why is there typhoon? Why is there climate change? Why are there people suffering from different diseases? Because these are evils around us that if we are not going to do anything about it, it will more affect badly our community. Why bad things happen to all people? That's why he offered Jesus for the remission of our sin and for the salvation of many. He leads us to the right posture of repentance. With humility and sincerity, 
of expression for the need of Christ, listen to this. He promised us eternity. And when we make Jesus our rock, we stop asking this question. We ask those questions, why bad things happen to good people? Because we really didn't understand that Jesus is our rock. And we have to put our feet on that rock because Jesus is the answer to that question. The theology of repentance. First meaning of repentance according to Greek, metamelomai, which means regret of past action. It has the idea of being sorry or a feeling of remorse for something that was done. But it does not necessarily result in a change of heart and action. Nagsisi ka lang. That is metamelomai. The second meaning is that metanoia. Means to change one's mind as a result of after knowledge. Metamenoia or metanoia is the biblical repentance that results in complete shifts of attitude toward God and our sins. If we are sorry for the things that we've done and we keep on repeating the sins that we're doing, it's metamelomai. But if we are sorry and have sorrows in our hearts that we have committed those sins and we committed to the Lord that, Lord, I'm going to change. And with that change, Father God, I'm going to be a testimony of that change to the rest of the world so that your name will be lifted up. That is metanoia. My question now is that what kind of repentance do we have right now? Why do we need repentance? Because hell is real. Who does not repent will perish, according to verse 13. Who should repent? All of us sinners. When should we repent? Right now. Because there is no time. The Lord is coming near. And if we are not ready, we will perish because death is for everyone. And how do we repent? Ask the Lord to forgive you with sorrow for doing something wrong and commit to change. Mahirap magbago. Amen? Bakit mahirap? Kasi we're still on our flesh. Especially pag kasama mo yung mga barkada, kasama mo yung mga office mates mo na talagang ang hirap talagang takasan. But this is the reality of being a Christian. We have to sacrifice. We have to give up something so that the Lord can put on something. We have to give up all of those old ways so that the Lord can renew us, so that the Lord can use us more. Why are we not growing? Because we don't allow the Lord to use us to grow more. Why are we, stagn why are we so stagnant? Why are, no why are we not seeing ourselves having those Talents, having those opportunity to serve the Lord more and lead more people to the feet of Christ because we are not willing to change our minds, our hearts, and our hands. In Luke chapter 13, verse 24 and 27, because may, many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able to. Once the owner of the house gets up and closes the door, you will stand outside knocking and pleading, Sir, open the door for us. There would come a time that you will be knocking on the door 
And that door will not be opened anymore. So if you think right now that when the time comes, you will not be opened, think again deeper. Because this is our chance that when that time comes, we are prepared. That when we knock on the door, the Lord will still open the door and welcome us as his children. But he will answer, I don't know you or where you're from or where you come from. Then you will say, we ate and drank with you, Panginoon. Pumunta pa nga tayo sa Vikings, kumain tayong dalawa. Uminom pa kaming kasama ka. But the Lord will reply, he would say, I don't know you and where you come from. Away from me, all you evildoers. This is the time for repentance. That's why this sermon is entitled, Cultivating a Repentant Soul. Our final destination is a God-destined place. The house that he has prepared for us is founded on solid rock, who is Jesus. In our current condition as so-called believers, when we get to a point where we need to enter the door, would God recognize us? Will the owner of the house accept us with welcoming arms? Would he tell us, Uy, galing lighthouse to. Or he will just tell us, go away and leave what once. I do not know you, you doer of evil. Are we a catalyst to the world or we are influencing the world to become more evil? Are we salt and light to the world in our workplaces, in the church? in our community, in our homes? Our, are our parents being able to attend to the church because they're seeing transformation from us? Repentant is today. That's why we have to cultivate a repentant soul. In verse 6 to 9, and then he told his parable, a man has had a fig tree growing in his vineyard. And he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, Lord, for three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. And he said, cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Then he would say, he would proceed, Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one, year more, for one more year, and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. God invests in every person's spiritual development. Do you agree? But sometimes, like a mediocre employee, we go through trainings, but we don't normally put into actions by heart what we've learned. The pastors have been doing a lot of curriculum development. The pastors have been going out to preach the gospel, creating a lot of DGs, sacrificing their time for their families, which is true. And sometimes the families of the pastors would complain. Workers have been in the church developing themselves so that they can create a community where learning about Jesus is the foundation of it. But we don't create influence 
we don't apply what we've learned. We forgot or we forget that we are part of the growth. We are part, supposedly, of the growth. But we forget it. Oftentimes, we become irresponsible. Hindi madaling mag-aral ng salita ng Panginoon. Hindi madaling umag-attend ng mga seminaries just for the pastors to become pastoral theologians in the church. And they've given their hearts out so that the community of the Lord is going to learn and have a deeper relationship with the Lord. But sometimes, like an, sabi ko nga kanina, like, an, like a mediocre employee, we forget that. Investment went to nothing. Diba si Lord? Nagbubungkal ang Panginoon. Siya ang nagbubungkal, siya ang nagdidilig, naglalagay siya ng fertilizers. But if investment is not getting any profit or not profitable, we remain unfruitful, what's going to happen? God is going to stop the investment. Sino sa atin dito ang mga negosyante? Pag hindi kumikita ang negosyo, sarado. And if the businesses are not profitable anymore, employment also will be affected. Any ROI must have returns. If it's not profitable, investment is cut off. God does not need profit. Listen to this very carefully. He desires that you and me will grow because He cares for us. His desire is to be with us when the harvest comes. What are you planting now? Are you becoming fruitful or not? Because if not, the Lord is telling us to have a repentant, to be a re- repentant of our unfruitfulness. That's the first point. Social Weather Station has documented a declining trend in church attendance amongst Filipino. 1990s, nasa mga 63%. It's around 63% people are going to the church. When 2000, year 2000 came, ano na nangyari? 43% na lang. Catholic is, is more severe because they used to be 68 or 64% and now they are at 35% level. Wala nang may gustong pumunta sa church. Amen? Bakit? Bakit walang may gustong pumunta sa church? Sometimes we are also the cause. Sometimes they could be themselves the cause. The alarming number of decline is, our, is in our shoulders. Christians has to stand. Ang mga anak ng Panginoon ay dapat tumayo. Kapag nasa opisina ka, dapat alam ng mga tao na Kristiyano ka. And that you behave as a believer of Christ. Na kapag nasa community ka, if you are in your community, if you are in your neighborhood, you have to stand and make sure that the testimony of Christ is in you. Hallelujah! Dahil pag hindi nakita yan ng ating mga kasamahan sa opisina, hindi nakita yan ng ating mga kapitbahay kung saan man tayo nakatira, walang silbi ang salitang ng Panginoon na itinanim sa ating puso, wala talagang paglalagyan or walang malalagyan or walang pupunta sa church para magpuri sa Panginoon. 
Christianity is on our shoulders, brothers and sisters. How the community is developing is because they are looking at you. And when they cannot see Christ, they would tell themselves, Why would I go to church? Why would I listen to you? You are the same as before. Repentant of unfruitfulness. We have to start bearing fruits. Palakpakan natin ang ating Panginoon. And what does it mean to be fruitful? It says here, but the, spirit, the, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. How much do you love your neighbors? How patient are you with your children? Are you concerned with your community? Are you concerned with the environment? Pag nasa jeep ka ba, nagtatapon ka ng basura pagkatapos mong kainin yung candy mo? Kapag pumula na ba? Or nag-orange na ba? Sabi kasi pag pula, dapat stop. No? Pag green, drive. Pag orange, drive faster. <laughs> Kaya sabi ko nga kay Ade, pag nakakita kang pumula ang traffic light, maghinto ka talaga. Lalo na pag malapit ka sa alabang. Kasi alam nila ang plate number ng sasakyan natin. <laughs> si Pastor Rom, you know? Kumaripas. How are these fruits working in you? That's my question. Is it evident? Can it be shown? Can people relate to it? Is it practiced? How's our testimony in the workplace, in the neighborhood, in the school, in church, and inside our home? Are our children respecting us? Are our children listening to us? Or they listen from someone else? Let's search our hearts and assess where God can start transforming us. Second, what are the acts of unfruitfulness? These are obvious, obvious, Sabina. First, sexual immorality. This is very, very strong, so please bear with me. Impurity and debauchery. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. You can see this everywhere, amen? In the internet, mag-google ka, wherever. And sometimes our children, we are not able to control them with this. Kahit sa church, minsan may discord. Buti na lang sa lighthouse, wala. Amen? Minsan may faction ni ganito, faction ni ganito, uh, may ganito, may ganito. Ay, hindi sinabi ng ano namin yan, leader namin yan eh. Ito lang leader namin, ito lang pakikinig namin. So we have to avoid that. As a church, we need to know that those are signs of unfruitfulness. 
The kingdom of the Lord are for those people who have joy for God. The kingdom of God are those for the people who have love for other people. Ang kingdom ng Panginoon ay para sa mga taong gustong maglingkod sa Diyos. Ang kingdom ng Panginoon ay para sa mga taong gustong i-transform ang community. Ang kingdom ng Panginoon ay para sa mga taong gustong tumulong sa mahihirap. Gustong magbigay ng hanapbuhay sa mga taong naghihirap. That is the true religion. And when you do that, you will see the sign of fruitfulness. And that is what the Lord wants to have us. Hallelujah. There is a time for felling fruitless trees, and there is an appointed season for hooing down and casting into the fire the useless sinners. That is according to Spurgeon. Anong sabi ni William Barclay? Uselessness invites disaster. Second, if something only takes, it cannot survive. Third, God gives second chances. And last, there is a final chance. This is our second chance. Do not wait that the final chance will come in the future. Kasi baka sa final chance na yun, wala na. Mission field or mission failed? We are all missionaries of the word of the Lord. We are all charged and given that responsibility to share the gospel amongst the unbelievers. In the next 20 years, how are we seeing ourselves being in the mission? Mission field or mission failed? In the words of William Barclay, number one, how useful we are in God's grand design of saving mankind. What makes us busy every day? How have we defined priority? Ang priority mo ba ay ML? Ang priority mo ba ay ang iyong girlfriend or iyong boyfriend? Or ang priority mo ay ang Lord? O ang priority mo ay ang work? Or baka ang priority mo ay Iyong selfish desire. The Lord is telling us right now, and I am telling you right now, that our first priority so that other priorities will be blessed is Jesus Christ. Palapakan natin ang ating Panginoon. You want to be blessed? Prioritize mo ang Panginoon. Second point, repentant of false religion. According to the word of the Lord, in verse 10 to 13, on, on a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit of 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hand on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. This is 18 years of pain, a paralysis that produces fusion of the spinal columns, according to J. Wilkinson. 18 years without seeing the sun and the moon because his, her face is on the dust. But you know what? Jesus saw her. Jesus noticed her. In the middle of the crowd, you might be unnoticeable by others. 
In the church, you might not be appreciated well. In your workplace, you might not be appreciated well. But Jesus noticed you. Nakikita ka ng Panginoon, mga kapatid. Jesus is concerned about you and He's concerned about your concerns. He is about to deliver you from your struggles and will allow you to see the right or the light of the sun as the woman raised her face, face from the ground. 1516 would say, or 14, indignant because Jesus has healed or had healed on the Sabbath. The synagogue leader said to the people, there are six days for work. So come and be healed on those days, not on Sabbath. Nakita nyo na yung hypocrisy? So sabi ng Panginoon sa kanila, The Lord answered him, You hypocrites! Doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie your ox or donkey from the stall and lead out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what would bound her? There are clear signs of religious corruptions here, ladies and gentlemen. Hypocrisy. You're saying something and does otherwise. Hiram na mukha. Dalawa ang ugali. Nakamaskara. There is self-righteousness. Pharisees look too high of themselves. No. I know the law. I know better than you. Listen to me. I'm the authority. There is self-interest. If it works for them, it is good. If it doesn't, it is not. That is hypocrisy. Our service is not for a show. Listen to this very carefully. It is not to paint a good image. We don't study the word so we can judge others. Meron akong kasama before sa church. Matagal na matagal naman na hindi naman niya siguro ako makikita ngayon. Pero sabi niya, alam mo, Brother Rom, gusto kong ma-memorize ang Bible para pag may nakakita akong isang membro, sasabihin ko sa kanya, Oy, sabi ng Genesis 1.1, sinungaling ka. Oy, sabi ng Revelations. Chismosa ka. We don't serve to gain, to gain materially. Service to God is not for monetary prosperity. Sabi nga ni Pastor Jonathan, last time, if we served, if we have loved, if we have time to spend with those in pain, if we have prayer for people, then we are prosperous. That's true meaning of prosperity. What is the kingdom like now? Mustard seed becomes larger tree. Birds perch its branches. It is like leaven. Then Jesus asks, what is the kingdom of God like today? Yung mustard seed, imagine, napakaliit po niyan, tapos naging malaki siyang puno. And the interpretation of the scholars here is that it's like a government or institution that has been corrupted. Birds perch its branches. May mga ibon. Ito yung mga Pharisees, ito yung mga officials, ito yung mga fixers sa LTO. Ito yung mga nangungurakot, mga, may mga red tape sa ilalim ng kanilang mga tables. And you and me, People of God should stand and make it our mission to change the world. Because the kingdom right now is not anymore the kingdom that God has intended us to have. 
Tingnan mo ang institution na meron kayo ngayon. It's full of corruption. It is like leaven. Leaven is consistently used as picture of sin and corruption because it is contaminated with self-interest, greed. Even mga businesses nasisira because of our greed. That's why the Lord is telling us, what is the true meaning of church? First, kerygma. It is proclamation of the gospel. If there is no gospel there, that's not church. Diakonia or diakonia or serving the larger community. If the church is serving themselves, that is not a church. That's why I'm blessed to know that Lighthouse is a storehouse. Lighthouse is always looking outside, not looking inward. The church is koinonia. There is a communion of saints. Bawat isa sa atin ay nagfe-fellowship, naghahanap ng paraan na maging buo tayo upang maipdala natin yung ating pagpupuri sa Panginoon diretso sa kanyang presensya. And lastly, the church is marturia. We engage the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ against the truth claims of the public squares. Against the truth in the marketplace, mainstream and social media educational institution, and churches or our families. We don't just believe in truths based on the personal worldview of any other people out there. We believe on the absolute truth of Jesus Christ, that He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through Him. Hallelujah! And that is what church is all about. Praise God. Ang sinabi nga ni Hutchinson, evangelicalism then is experiential. Biblicist and activist, it is moving, it is changing, it is catalyzing. It is concerned with the spirit, the word, and the world. Church is called to connect to the world and carry its pain and struggles. Church is commissioned to understand the context of surrounding so it can minister effectively. Church translates God's love in an experiential and practical manner. You don't just say that the Lord is wealthy. Hindi mo pwedeng sabihin na ang Panginoon ay mayaman, pero ang sinasabihan mo, nahihirapang makaalpas ng isang araw dahil walang nakakain. Church is a practical representation of the goodness of God. For those who are lost, sick, doomed, to perdition. You and I are the church. That's why you are called to be to connect to the world and carry its pain and struggles. You are commissioned to understand the context of the surroundings so that it can minister effectively and you are supposed to translate God's love in an experiential and practical manner for those who are lost, sick and doomed to perdition. This is not the church. You are the church. Wherever you go, you bring the church of the Lord so that you are going to be a good testimony to the word of the Lord. You are the church, brothers and sisters. Kung nasa tricycle ka, nasa jeep ka, nasaan ka man, nasa palengke ka, you are the church. And lastly, repentant of choosing the broad highways. According to verses 22 to 24, it says, 
Then Jesus went through the towns and villages teaching us. He made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, are only a few people going to be saved? He said to them, make every effort to enter through the narrow door. Nakita mo yung hypocrisy nung nagtatanong? Tinanong niya yung iba, hindi niya tinanong yung kanyang sarili. But the Lord answered to him directly, make every effort to enter through the narrow door. Many will seek to enter, according to David Guzik, in a sense of wishing to enter, but they will not be able to. When the door is open, it is open. When it is shut, it is shut. Right now, it's still open. Come to the Lord. There is a real difference between mere seeking and striving to enter. A casual wish to be saved isn't enough because there are too many obstacles on the way. Make every effort to know God and grow with Him more. Huwag na tayo magpa-follow up sa DG. Amen. Iwasan na pagiging entitled. Amen. Huwag na tayong sensitive. Amen. Pag tinamaan, sabi mong ouch. Ouch. Pinagsisiksikan mo ang sarili mo sa kaharian ng Diyos. Amen? Dapat pinagsisiksikan natin ang sarili natin sa kaharian ng Diyos. Huwag natin ipagsisiksikan ang sarili natin sa jowa natin na meron ng iba. Sa Lord, pwede. Amen? There are many temptations that we will meet in the process. There are three Ps. Pride, power, in our pocket. We will be tested and evaluated. Every ounce of dedication is listed in the book of life. Don't get me wrong, we will not be saved by mere human efforts, but our decision to serve in the, is the window to obedience and repentance. But is it easy? No. No one said that it is. That's why it is called the narrow road. In this postmodern era, one main cause of this is the believer, believers getting distracted or getting sidetracked. The influence of postmodern or post-truth era devaluates the all-encompassing absolute truth about the exclusivity of Christ. Acceleration of technology, plethora of information, advancement of medical sciences, climate change, globalizations are the few of the main influencers of postmodernity. The result, there are several ways to be saved or to get to heaven. Nicodemus, nagtanong siya sa Panginoon, Panginoon, paano ba makapunta sa iyong kaharian? Nicodemus, do you know who Nicodemus is? He fasted two days every week. Do you? He prays two hours every day. Do we? He is a professor of theology. Hallelujah. He gives his tithes faithfully. But he asked the Lord, how can I enter the kingdom? Then the Lord said, except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And being born again is born with new spirit. Being born again is transformed mind. Being born again has the testimony that Christ has really changed him. And he starts to love, to have joy. He starts to share. He starts to, 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 to disciple the people. And he begins to become a good steward.
Jesus Christ is our only way to the Father. Don't just believe in anything, brothers and sisters. Focus your shift or your sight to the one who owns the truth. Because this is real. There will be weeping and there will be gnashing of teeth. Indeed, there are those who are last who will be first and first who will be the last. According to David Guzik, they will be in hell, the place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. And they will see that others enter instead of them. One woman protested to an evangelist that weeping and gnashing of teeth cannot apply to those who have lost their teeth. But the preacher said, he solemnly replied, sabi niya, teeth will be provided. <laughs> Para may weeping at gnashing ka talaga. Kala mo, halulusot ka pa? Not listening to the counsel of my mother almost broke my future. And the counsel of, of, of a mother, of a parent, is very important and very fruitful for the children. But you know what? I could have been one of those people sweating in pain just to make a living. It's just amazing to know that God is good and God is a God of chances. The Lord does not gamble, but you know what? He bet on me. That's why I am standing in front of you today because of God's grace and forgiveness. I may have chosen the broad way, but God brought me to the narrow road. I'm still challenged. I'm still... I am still experiencing the consequences of those bad decisions in the past. But I praise the Lord because He's always faithful. And God could be faithful too. Because I know the judgment is real. But even so, the judgment is real, we also know that God is a forgiving God. So let's distill these principles. First, we have to be repentant of our unfruitfulness. Second, we have to be repentant of our false religion. Third, we have to be repentant of choosing the broad highways. Through what? To be rooted on the goal. Second, overcome the opposition. There will be oppositions. Your friends, your families, your work, the trials, the struggles, the pain. Those are the oppositions. But you have to overcome it according to the Lord. Chase the ultimate prize, which is Jesus and heaven. Gusto niyo bang mag-fellowship tayo doon? Kasama natin ang mga angels in heaven? Wala nang DGDG doon. Puro sayo-sayo na lang doon. At pagtugtog ni Pastor Ren. And lastly, we have to keep on pressing on. Why? Because that is where the energy of the Lord and the strength of the Lord is given to us so that we can continue what we've started. Church, I'd like to challenge you today. Jesus is our rock. You will not see me again until you say, blessed or blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. When you realize that everything is fleeting and here on earth there will always be ending, you will start to fear God. You will start to love Him more and offer your life to Him. Then we begin to feel confident. We begin to get, to get inspired. 
we begin to be a zealous or zealous in serving the Lord. Listen to this. There is still time. There is still chance. Just have to have confidence knowing that our lives is always in the hands of God. Jesus is our rock. Palakpakan nga natin ang ating Panginoon. Come on, church. Purihin natin ang ating Panginoon. As Sister Bea will sing for us, My life is in your hand. Tayo po itumayo. Hallelujah. And as Sister Bea sings the song for us today, could you find it in your heart to ask the Lord, Panginoon, what do I need to change? Ano yung mga bagay na nasa puso ko, Panginoon, that is hindering me from growing? That is hindering me to become a church? That is hindering me, Father God, to, to really go through that narrow road? Think of those. And try and do. Surrender that to the Lord. Because you know what? God is full of grace. And I can attest to that many, many times in my life. I don't deserve to stand here. I thank the community and the pastors for that, for that great love shared to us and our family. I don't even deserve what I have today. But you know what? The Lord is always reminding me, Son, just keep on pressing on. Keep on pressing on. Watch your heart and serve me. And I will show you things you haven't seen in your lives before. I'd like to call on Pastor Jojo to close us in prayer and benediction. Let us just stand in awe of everything that God has done in the preaching of His Word. Let us heed the challenges that the Word of God has given us today. The challenge for us to truly come to true repentance and to turn away from the unfruitfulness, from the false religion that we have walked in, and even choosing the comfortable and the broad highways of life. Let us receive and ask the Lord to seal the challenges and the imperatives that God is now giving all of us. Father, we thank you for Pastor Ron. And thank you, Lord, that through him today you have spoken to us in clear and powerful ways. Thank you, Lord, that by his obedience, lives are being changed, lives are being challenged. And today, Lord, you are lifting our perspective to higher, wider, longer, deeper ways of God. You are challenging us, Lord, to transform society, but only if we have experienced ourselves the change that can only come from being born again into your kingdom. We thank you, Father, for this. And today, Lord, as a community, we lift to you our hands. Can you just worship the Lord today, church? Can you just open your mouth right now, Lighthouse? 
Give your thanks to the Lord. Come on, give your praise to the Lord. Give your utmost praise. Give your shouts of thanksgiving unto the Lord. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Our lives belong to Him. Our lives make sense because of Jesus. Our lives have a point. Our lives have a purpose because of Jesus. So unto you alone, Father, be all praises and glory and honor. You alone deserve all of these. But today, Lord, even before I give my benediction, we pray right now, Lord, for our brethren in the northern part of the Philippines. They are experiencing heavy rains and floodings because of this typhoon that is now passing through the archipelago. Today, Lord, root them in your rock, O Lord. Make use of these even unexplainable evils, as Pastor Rom would explain to us, the nature that is now seeming to be in disarray. But today, Lord, we proclaim that your grace will always be more than sufficient that those to those that call upon you. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to build our lives upon the rock. Today, Lord, I also pray a special prayer for my Tadaland family. Today, Lord, we will see them for the last time here in our Sunday service. And by tomorrow morning, they fly to the U.S. to start that new chapter of their lives that you have ordained for them. Babaunin na Panginoon ang pag-asa na kanilang natamo at patuloy natatanggapin sa salita ng Diyos. Walk with them, Father. Walk with them every step of the way as we bid farewell unto them and as we pray, O Lord, that in the next chapter of their lives, we will always know and they will always see. Lord Jesus, you are already there in East Virginia. You have prepared their house. They prepared their friends. You have prepared the future that is beautiful and prosperous because you promised, Lord, that you will never cause harm to your children, but you will always cause them to stand in the hope that is eternally in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Thank you, Lord, for our Tadalan family. Bless them indeed, Father. And lift up your hand now, church. And may the Lord bless you. And may the Lord keep you. And may the Lord make His face shine upon all of you. May the Lord be gracious unto all of you. May the Lord lift His countenance toward all of us. May the Lord grant us His peace as we continue to build our lives upon the rock. And His name is Jesus. In His name alone, we pray. And everyone will shout, Amen. Give someone a hug today. See you next Sunday. Pastor June Rupa will preach the Word of God. Luke chapter 14. Enjoy the rest of the Sunday, mga kapatid.